0: It's just silliness. It's silliness. It's ridiculous. And I think everyone, I hope on both sides, realizes that. <laughs> oh, God. The Jays lost a game yesterday, 6-3. Let's not talk about the game. Let's talk about all the nonsense that went on instead. Are you okay, Park? you just kind of sliding out of the picture there.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I lo-
0: lost my papers. That's... Um... Boy, where where to start? That was Yankees manager Aaron Boone after his team's six three win yesterday. Uh, there there's a a a ton to unpack from this uh, uh, from this game. Yep. Obviously the the uh, there's still fallout from the Aaron Judge fallout. side eye. Yeah, well, I mean that whole thing is what started all this. Uh, the Aaron Judge side eye look uh, before hitting a home run off Jay Jackson in the first game of the series. Uh, that led to suggestions mm-hmm. from uh, Blue Jays manager John Schneider yesterday that the Jays were concerned that Luis Rojas, the Yankees' third base coach, was not staying in the third base coach's box, which, with all due respect to the Blue Jays, has never been done. It's like asking the basketball coach to refrain <laughs> to, to stay in the the coaches. It's just rent
1: free. That's what the Yankees are doing to the Jays. They're living rent-free.
0: It does not happen. But anyhow, that led to Major League Baseball doing an investigation, apparently. Uh, That led to, as far as we can tell, the uh, Major League Baseball saying, hey, guys, nothing here, but come on. Um, Anyhow, that's what we thought. Last night, the game proceeds. Seems to be proceeding normally. All of a sudden. Uh, Pete Walker says a few words to Luis Rojas, the Yankees' third base coach. The umpires have to get together. Brett Boone or Aaron Boone, Yankees manager, comes out. I mean, it's they have a discussion with Luis Rojas, and and the funny thing is, DJ Rayburn, the first base umpire, at one point says to him, "Look at me, look where I am." Sure. So for the next, the rest uh, of the inning, Luis Rojas keeps, "Am I okay?" Uh-huh. And, and getting that. Anyhow, so that's that nonsense is a carryover yeah. from the yeah, the yeah, judge well, stuff. Let's just and then and then we got to talk about the Diego Herman stuff, which uh, also happened. Diego Herman of the Yankees, who was warned about a month Domingo, ago or Domingo uh, uh, about using uh, sticky, you know, about using too much sticky st- sticky stuff uh, when he's pitching. He was warned. He was not ejected at that time. He was warned, which in and of itself created a controversy. And Jason Stark will join us to talk about that. Well, he comes out for the fourth inning and DJ Rayburn, the first base umpire, walks right over to him, takes his glove, calls the rest of the umpires together, boom, he's gone. Mm -hmm. So all this is going on. At some point, John Schneider calls, apparently the TV cameras have him him calling somebody Fat Boy. Um, I mean, it's all over the New York Post. It's got to be right. Whether it's Fat Boy, some people are saying he was talking to Harrison Bader and calling him Frat Boy, which makes a certain amount of sense. But anyhow, so this is everything going on around the Yankees' 6-3 win yesterday, their second win in as many games against the Blue Jays. Now, Kevin, where Luis Rojas stands isn't the issue. It's part of the issue, but it's not the reason that the Yankees have gotten under the Blue well, you Jays' sure, grill.
1: You would sure think, because of John's conversation with Major League Baseball, that that would have had something to do with it, and that's probably you know why that's the rumbling about where he was standing
0: they I, think he's got I they str- think he's got their signs. she would
1: tell you probably think, that that that's not exactly what's going on and maybe the blue jays have a little something or know a little bit more than what we know about yeah. what's going on over there at third base so yeah i get back to that rent free thing really? that, like that that's it it's obvious that the yankees are really really good at this like they are really good at whatever they're doing
0: between their third base and their first base coach they're really good at. And again, there's and we got to set we got we we have to stress mm. this. There is nothing illegal about Absolutely it. Absolutely, providing not. providing they're not using electronic devices to Absolutely. transmit stuff. There's nothing. Absolutely, if you can do it and get away with it, and it work, it's working. I mean, if Luis Rojas wants to do hand sprint handstands naked <laughs> to to you know to to tell uh, to, to tell the hitters what's coming, that's not against the baseball. Ru- there's there's no baseball rule well, that, fan prevents, wants to see that. Uh, that. Prevents that. There are unwritten rules. You know, as I said, this isn't a major baseball crime. These are misdemeanors. And normally the fine for misdemeanor is somebody wears something. Uh, And I'm not talking about clothes. Somebody usually ends up up wearing a pitch. So this is the – doing a little bit of investigative work. The Jays are very much, Kevin, acting like an organization that thinks the Yankees have got their signs. No question. And that essentially Luis Rojas has the signs Uh and he's relaying them to left-handed hitters or – They're being relayed to the first base coach. It may seem,
1: too, it's not just the catcher.
0: It's the pitchers.
1: And I do say pitchers. Correct. That they may have something on that they need to try and correct. Again, it gets back to that. How much can you correct? And if you have done everything you think you can do, when's enough's enough? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think it's time to draw a line in the sand and say, all right, we know you're doing it. We see you doing it. We have enough video to prove that you're doing it. We've tried to correct it. We can't figure out how to correct it. Now it's last resort kind of thing, and you start. I'm not. I would never condone this because I don't. I, I think it's silly. But, yeah, I mean, but I, but, it, but it is. And again, you can. You can also raise your hand and say, "Stop throwing sliders that are right down the middle to the to one of the best, if not enough. the best, right-handed hitter in baseball." Like, it, it, I, tell again. I I raised my hand after the after the game last night when we were doing the show and asked you why is Eric Swanson throwing two sliders when that's his third best pitch.
0: Yeah, in the yeah, biggest the, part that's of the, the game, the, the to the, the
1: best hitter the Yankees have. The home Why run that Aaron, that, that Aaron Judge hit. The four, I still don't
0: get it. 400 and whatever the hell it was, foot home moon, run. to the moon. You could say to the, the moon. moon.
1: It broke He's, a crack and things. It cracked a,
0: a, it cracked <laughs> a piece of glass
1: <laughs> in well, one well, of the signs. Again, can you walk up to Eric Swanson after the game and say, did you get beat with your best pitch? He could absolutely say with 100% certainty, absolutely not. I did not do that. That's the thing, right, is... You want your best one of your best guys coming in. That's why you bring him in because you know who's lurking, who's coming up.
0: And
2: I mean,
1: do that make you scratch your Yeah, you But I mean, de- oh, okay. de- I
0: mean, with all with all I mean, with with all due respect, that the story that, that was the story. That's why the Jays lost. The Jays lost because of that. The Jays lost because they couldn't come through with with uh, men on base early in, in in the fourth inning with the Yankees in crisis because they lost their starting pitcher, then lost their first reliever, Ian Hamilton, to a groin injury. Uh, That's why the Jays lost this game. They couldn't come through with a big hit there. Kevin Gossman, again, was terrific, including having to sit in the dugout for 32 minutes between pitches while all this nonsense went on uh, with Domingo Herman. But bullpen couldn't get the job done. It was a rare off night for Eric Swanson. Final score, as we said, 6-3. But again, the story, this it, th- this, this series is a narrative. This series is four chapters. It's a four-game series that's a chapter in a book. And the next chapter will be written tonight with Garrett Cole on the mound against Chris Bassett. And here's where, I, where I'll go with this. The problem with seeking retribution by throwing at somebody is this isn't hockey you don't lose some mouth breathing fourth line winger when you quote unquote seek retribution you know you there you there isn't a baseball equivalent of the goon you send over the boards to beat the hell out of the uh, of the other you, uh, other team's guys. Yeah, there yeah. just isn't well, you lose your starting well. pitcher which is pretty damn important so i'm not a big fan mm. of starting to plunk guys Especially if I'm the Blue Jays, and you know I are awaiting the results of an MRI in Vladimir Guerrero's knee. He did not finish the game last night. I, I, it's not just simply a matter of okay, you got the Domingo Herman thing for the second time. Domingo Herman is cheating by baseball's rules. He's cheating. Yep, he's cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got the Aaron Judge thing. That's not, not, cheating. not cheating. That's not cheating, but it's something you want to take obvious, care so. of if you're the other team. <laughs> the Luis Rojas thing, I don't think that's cheating, but it's something I you want either. to take care of if you're the other sure. team. So, Kevin, I'm going to ask you this absent absent throwing at Aaron Judge's noggin or throwing at Aaron Judge, it, it, it does seem as if it's time for the Blue Jays to um, turn the page. No, it seems like it's time for them to say enough is enough. With what? How? That's why I'm uh, asking you. That again. Look. That's why I'm asking you.
1: If, if you they, think you just let they, it slide? If they,
0: absolutely not. Okay. Well, then if, what do you, if, do you do?
1: If they, if they think they've done enough, and it's obvious that they they can pick up the third base coach and the first base coach doing these kind of things, I I think there would be a time where you, at the very least, move a guy's feet. Like, just say that this is – and it's not going to be the guy hitting in the nine hole. It would be one of their better players, right? It would – I think that's basically – I think if this is that big of a deal to you – and, again, I say that with with a smile on my face that they're living rent-free, but it sure sounds like that this is a big bother, right? And it sounds like that they're having some – the Blue Jays organization are having a tough time figuring out why it's every pitcher – it's not just the catcher, I think. It's every pitcher for whatever reason. The Yankees are really good at it. Give the Yankees credit, right? If They're not breaking any rules, it sounds like, by the, you know, as long as it's not the pushing some button and it's relaying it, which it doesn't sound like that's the case. It's between the lines, and people are figuring out what the guy's doing, whether it's gloves higher. It could be numerous, a thousand different things. And relaying the message, and hitters are taking advantage of that, if that's the case. Yeah, look, I I don't even know if that hitting somebody would do anything or
0: correct it, but if it makes you feel better, go for it. It's apparent. Well, apparently, apparently it's apparently it's gotten it's gotten the Jays' attention. It has and absolutely. It, if if the thing that is bothering you, the thing you complained about to the MLB office, whatever the reasons, whatever the reasons for it, you may not have said to the MLB office we're upset about where their third base coach is because we think he's got our signs or, their and, first base coach. or, the, or the first base coach because we think they have our signs. Then the commissioner's office is going to say, okay, we'll change your signs. I mean, that's not it. They're, that's what they are concerned about. What yeah. they complained about was the positioning. Okay, we know that. Aaron Boone admitted that he had a discussion with Major League Baseball about the positioning. Uh-huh. Last night, his third base coach did, went against everything they talked about. I mean, at the very least, you can say that Luis Rojas was flaunting the issue last night. So the question is, if you're the Blue Jays, you've complained about this, whatever the reason, you know the Yankees know about it, and they went out and did it right away. Yeah. In your own ballpark. Absolutely. And let's be honest. They're kind of kicking your ass right now. No question. That's a fact. They are, they're they're pushing you around. Uh, You got it. I mean, they've got... their relievers are coming in. They're doing they're throwing it right in front of everybody, too. Sure they are. Oh, yeah. Sure they are. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you the Yankees feel a lot better about themselves today than the Blue Jays do. I mean, they're, God, they're winning games where Ryan Weber is pitching. No, that shouldn't Anthony happen. Anthony Rizzo didn't even play last night. Anthony Rizzo didn't even play last night. So, yeah. There, there's uh, – the, the Yankees have pushed the Jays around this series. The only way to put it. They pushed them around. And – I don't know. Maybe it's not worth it. If you're the Blue Jays, that's probably nothing that a five-run inning couldn't cure.
1: Well, that would help a lot. But score ten or twelve in a game would be nice too. I think if you're the hitting coach for the Jays and you're the manager of the Jays and even the pitching coach uh, of the Jays, who's trying to be you know, nice, keep an eye on the third base coach and keep an eye on his pitcher. It's not the easiest thing it'd, to it'd, do. It'd, it'd be right?
0: nice. It'd be nice to see your your franchise player hit a home run in his own ballpark. Mm-hmm. Vladdy hasn't done that this year. And it would be nice to see your whatever it is, $170 million center fielder come up with another double sometime. Just, I'm not even asking for a home run. I'm just asking for a double. I I mean, I'm a man of simple pleasures, as you know. Give yeah. me a double. Um, so, yeah, you're being pushed around. You're being pushed around. The Yankees are essentially laughing at you. They're literally, literally flipping the bird to you. Yeah, 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 we know the commissioner's office said our dude's got to stay. Whatever. Oh, and by the way, the pitcher on the mound, he's cheating. This is an organization. Don't forget the commissioner's office sent this organization a letter basically, basically saying, yeah, we know you guys are doing something. Just don't do it again. Yep. As part of the investigation into the Houston national scene. So this has been going on. The Yankees have been at least living on the gray areas of the game's rules, both written and unwritten, for about seven years. And, and you know, good on them. I mean, I haven't won a World Series in that time. I don't think. No, nope. good on them. Uh, as long as they're, if, if the other team is going to let you get away with it, go ahead and do it. But uh, having the other team signs, I mean, that that is that is problematic. Then you start looking at who used to be on our staff. That uh, there's a is lot someplace of things this now. Yeah, I mean, you are absolutely yeah. You know. It's just um,
1: not where the catcher's setting up and how he's, if he's going to a knee or, I'm, I'm you
0: know, gonna, the, 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 there's a, I'm going to say that a there lot was, of numerous things. there was concern last year that perhaps the J signs were shared. Yeah. The, well, the sign thing,
1: I'm not sure that's a thing anymore you know, because you're pushing the button, are the, right? Or the, now, the, the now, issue. Now, now it's about how you stand and how yeah. you don't stand and when you set up and right. how soon you set up and. Where you said
0: like uh, basically a, a lot all, goes all, into this. All the tells, all the tells. Yeah, and uh, I mean, look at it this way: it's like it's like you're a government, and another country's got all your state secrets.
1: But it is, but it is, it is one of those things where if you're if you're facing the the Yankees, and it's it's like when the when the Blue Jays and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Are smoking hot, and there's one dude in a series you don't want to let it beat you. The last two games, who's beat the Blue Jays? Well, why, the, why? Why? Why does he continue to get the same exact thing? I get it; it's down and away. But third best pitch to a guy in the biggest part of the game. I just don't understand. Like, I don't want I, 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 to I, I, I beat that to death. I, I but kept saying he though,
0: distro- he just dist- He obviously you got to adjust. He, now. but he has had success throwing that pitch this year. That's his, yes, that's his third best pitch. And, yes, you're right. That's his right, third you're best right. pitch. They're the best hitter they got. I, I, that's, their, that's his third best pitch. I'm just saying he has had success. He's had two of them in a row. Throwing that pitch this year. Was, going into last night, he had one hit. He's thrown the pitch 61 yeah, yeah. times, and there was one hit. I'm just saying. I'm just how saying. Many, how,
1: many, how many How many? times he thrown it to judge? I don't know. I don't know if he's thrown it to two judge. Times in, two times in a row? That's my point is. right. Right. His split finger's pretty good.
0: Like it's, it's a pretty good pitch. I, I, and also, I mean, let's say this, the, the bottom of the Yankees order, the bottom of the Yankees order went, uh, what are we, what do we got here? Uh, Six, five for seven uh, or something. five, five for seven with a walk and one, two, three, four, five runs scored and a home run from Isaiah Kiner Falafa which by the way, as you pointed out, that was not a bad pitch it that he hit out it was not uh, from Kevin Gossman. No. So uh, bottom of the order. Yeah. Aaron judge did a lot of damage last night. He also struck out three times and ground it out to shortstop. Uh, I mean, you can make the case. He had the game-winning hit. You can make the case, though, the Yankees won the game with the bottom of their lineup. And I'm going to say this, the Blue Jays blew this game in the fourth inning when Guerrero and Varsho both struck out after he had something going on. And the Yankees are forced to go to an emergency pitcher. They're forced to have Ian Hamilton and, and come in and pitch. And he gives up a single, and he gives up a walk. Mm-hmm. It's clear he's not ready. I mean, in, in Hamilton sitting in the dugout, probably thinking, or in the bullpen, probably thinking I got another three innings where I can eat Hermann sunflower seeds. is cruising. Seed. Look at that. Herman is cruising, yeah, he exactly. He is cruising. He is cruising. Mm, I, I mean, no the they world, may just right? hand it over. Just all of a sudden, oh, I got to get up and get in the game. Mm-hmm. Single, walk, Vladdy strikes out, farshall strikes out, walk to Chapman. Now they got to take Hamilton out of the game because he's got a groin injury. Mm-hmm. In comes Marinaccio. And Merrifield flies out. And, and, you know, yes, Kevin Kiermaier uh, hit a home run. The J scored three runs in the, uh, what, in the the fifth inning. Yeah. That's all fine and well. But, again, the Yankees ended up putting the game away. And, um, yeah, they've taken the first two games of this series. And it was a night where everybody else in the American League East won. Not that the standings matter. But uh, there you it's
1: go. Get, it's getting real close to matter.
0: 707 is a first pitch tonight. Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yankees against Chris Bassett. Garrett Cole likes to run his mouth. Um, we've seen that. I, I, I'm just saying. Nestor Cortez goes against Jose Barrios in the series finale tomorrow. Um, there may be some chirping tonight with Garrett Cole on the mound. What's he going to say? No, uh, there, there, there will be some chirping. He's a good year.
1: He, he throws 100 miles be, an hour. He's got a good breaking ball. I mean,
0: there'll be some chirping. Like, have some better at-bats. Yeah.
1: String together some There's, things, there, somebody run into one. There, I'll tell you, training. i tell you, quieten that up. It's going to be fun.
0: It is. It's the um, Yankees. I didn't expect Kevin Gossman to throw at anybody last night either. Uh, although Caleb Joseph is telling stories about, I, I guess, I, you know, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, yeah. you know, we know Kevin Gossman that, that well, but Kevin Gossman has in the past not been afraid yeah. to. That for me has
1: to everything to do with the guy that was in front of him and how he looks. But Manoa doesn't look real good, right? And you don't need to have your guy, whether they'd thrown him out or not. I mean, the, the,
0: probably they'd, I don't know if they'd been warned or not, but I'm sure the rumblings was, you'd be careful. It was interesting. Did you, notice yeah. last night, did you notice last night that John Schneider took the lineup mm. card out? Yeah. It wasn't one of his coaches. And I thought, Buck pointed this out before the game, and I kind of thought the same thing. I kind of thought Boone and Schneider would both take out the lineup cards. And if that was the case, the chance to everybody to kumbaya and everything. Mm. But they didn't. They sent their bench. I don't coach think out. the Yankees like the Jays. Oh, I think they. Hate, I I think they absolutely despise the Jays. I do too. I'm not,
1: I, I I'm think not, they do.
0: I'm I'm not sure. I think they. I don't, think, I'm
1: not sure the Jays as a whole feels that way. But I don't think the. I don't think the Yankees at all
0: like no, the Jays. I, I think at the all. I think the Yankees look at the Jays as kind of the arrogant new kids in the block who really haven't won things. Yeah. And act like they're. All that when they're really not. Again, this is the Yankees. That's not what I'm saying, but I think that's where the Yankees look at them. Sure looks that way. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I would basically tell the Yankees to also to look in the mirror. I mean, again, they've won squat. It's it's not like it's not like this. This isn't the the Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Jorge Posada Yankees. I mean, it really isn't. You know, this is the Yankees that have Aaron Hicks in their team. So I mean, but. Uh, Kevin Gossman. No, you know what? Let's talk about the uh, Domingo Hermann ejection first, because I want to uh, I want to talk about that because that he's facing a ten game suspension as a result of that, which is not. Can I say that's the dumbest one of the dumbest things I've ever seen? You can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, well, we talked one about of, it. He was, worn, yeah. he was already warned. he was already warned. And the home plate, uh, the crew chief James Hoy said after the game, the instant I looked at his hand, it was extremely shiny and extremely sticky. It's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. My fingers had a hard time coming off his palm.
1: Anytime you ask for other umpires to come over, and, and you're basically saying,
0: Can you really believe yeah. we're feeling this? Oh, uh, and, That's and basically I, what I, pointed I, out, I pointed out to you, you could see when the inning it was shiny. What you, it was very shiny. It, well, uh, and also, there was also, and, and the, the yes cameras caught, there was some mark on the side of his pants, mm-hmm. which he says was chewing tobacco, which it, it could be. Sure. But um, they were looking for it. He's coming out of the dugout, and D.J. Rayburn goes to the home plate umpire. He goes right away, yeah, yeah. I got this, and walks towards him, sure. looks at the glove, talks, and then brings Hoy in, and then all the umpires come around. He was going for that, mm-hmm. and John Schneider was at the top step when it happened.
1: Yeah.
0: And I wonder if somebody in the J said something. I'm sure. I wonder if somebody in the it's J the said Cruz something. It was same
1: last time, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they said, hey, look at that. What's that on his pants? Can you go check that for us? Why wouldn't you? If you saw something on his pants that was a different color than his pants, why wouldn't you say, go, can you go check his
0: pants and his hand? And I wouldn't. Do that for me. I wouldn't be surprised. And I wasn't keeping track of all the balls that were put out of play. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, very early in the game, one of the Jays hitters, one of the foul balls kind of made its way to the Jays. Uh, maybe. Guy. Maybe. Um, Anyhow, so Aaron Boone was asked about the fact that uh, his rockhead starter uh, was tossed out of the game. Well said. Uh, well, I mean, it's just... It's, it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's dumb. It's unprofessional. Absolutely. It's unprofessional. This is what Aaron Boone Hurt had to say team. about Domingo Herman. Obviously, it's it's not 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 okay and not but you know
1: we're also talking about a very what is the what is the line so it's difficult
0: but obviously it raised to a level that and and of course you know he's been in the crosshairs a little bit but it raised to a level that they didn't feel was good and and ultimately you know that you know that's that's Domingo's responsibility to make sure we're we're in a better position there he
1: and i had
0: a you know we had a, a good good conversation. I'll just leave it at that. Good conversation, meaning I said a lot. He shut up and listened. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's put. The Yankees have a lot of injury issues. Mm-hmm. They are getting Luis Severino back this week. But the last thing you really need, they don't have Carlos Rodon. Um, Frankie Montas is, uh, isn't going to be available. The last thing you need if you're the Yankees is, especially when you, you it looks like your lineup's getting it together a bit. You're getting sure. some guys back. The last thing you need you get is on to have. Roll here. Yeah, okay. the last thing you need is to have one of your one of your starters be dumb, <laughs> miss two starts because yeah. because he was an idiot. Absolutely, and you can't 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 put it any other way. Um, Booney's good at saying that without saying it. Yeah, he is. Well, yeah, yeah. Booney's played for a lot. Booney's played for a lot of managers who know how to address situations without turning it into a crisis. Sure, um, but again, that's just, that, I uh, the only. To me, the worst thing you can call a professional athlete, you can call him an idiot, a dummy, a rockhead, stupid, whatever. The worst thing you can call a professional athlete is unprofessional. And I think the uh, Domingo Herman, I think that is that's just unprofessional. It is unprofessional. It's stupid, but it's also unprofessional. Yeah. It, it's just. Anyhow, it's also selfish. It's also selfish. So, we haven't really spent a great deal of time talking about Kevin. God bless Kevin Gossman. Kevin Gossman was, was terrific last Ooh, was night. He a
1: cucumber, buddy.
0: Man, he, Man, he's
1: good. He does he, this
0: again with two pitches, Jeff. He, it's he, crazy. He's like Marco Estrada with much better stuff. And in, in terms of being unflappable, in terms of just kind of being built for the moment, um, again, 32 minutes between pitches while all this nonsense is going on. And after, I thought it was kind of interesting that after Luis Rojas, that the whole thing happens on the field, Gossman got a 1-2-3 inning. Could, could be purely coincidental. But uh, my goodness, he, he, even as you said, even the home run he gave up to Kiner Falafa was, I mean, you'd probably throw that pitch again. Maybe not in the exact same location, but it was, it was,
1: it was an okay pitch. It was, a, it was a really good pitch. It was and a 1-0 fastball
0: up and away. Finished off his Take night, chances with that. hit 97 with his last pitch. Mm-hmm. First five pitches of the game, 97-95, 97-96, 97, then 89-96. I mean, he he came out throwing hard, and he finished throwing hard. It, Just cannot say enough about that. About that. There's
1: 26 batters. He threw 19 strike ones, which (sighs) is a huge deal. When you got two pitches, (sighs) you got to pitch ahead a lot. He only had six three ball counts. Why that's a big deal? He's got two pitches. Not the easiest thing to do. And he's not nibbling, right? When he's not nibbling, we'll tell you he feels frisky with the fastball. Mm-hmm. The velocity's really good. He only had two walks, which is a really big deal, right? He had four three-up, three-downs. You mentioned uh, the 32-minute delay between the fourth inning and the fifth inning. He did give up the homer, but it was a good pitch, yeah. right? It's not like he's hurting himself by throwing a fastball center-cut middle-middle and giving decent hitters a chance to barrel up baseballs. He's really good. Like that. that – Again, I've said this from day one. It's how do you continue to get the 96? If he's got Jeff the 96 and can occasionally sprinkle the slider, he threw five sliders. It's not a ton, right? No. right? What did he throw? 97, 102 pitches, and only five of those were not fastball split finger? Just think about that. To the Yankees lineup who has been really, really good the last 15 days. And may have something. (laughs) There you go. So, and – You got a 50-50 chance of getting it right anyway, right? I don't think for me anyway, facing a guy like that's a huge deal. If you know it's coming because you got to, if you're an educated guesser, you got a 50-50 chance of getting it right. It's just the location of it. It's how hard it is. It's the elevated four-seamer. It's the split finger that he can steal for a strike. When he gets ahead like that, he's got the velocity. It'll look like this. I don't want to say all the time, but most of the time.
0: Be fascinating to see what happens with Chris Bassett on the mound tonight because Chris Bassett hasn't been with the – joined the Blue Jays uh, this year. And I don't know if – I don't know if if, if, – Whatever data is out there, I don't know. Sure, I don't know how you would tell a hitter what's and coming. I, and He's I was good. though. that was my dishes. thing. I mean, you're dishes. gonna, you know, basically, you'll know tonight because if you see like Luis Rojas kind of doing this or doing <laughs> that, or like holding up holding up signs in the sidelines like they do in football, <laughs> yeah. you know, smiley face uh, emoji, smiley emoji, uh I don't know what, what's the other one, eggplant uh, yeah, emoji or whatever, you know, sure. that means uh, fastball away or whatever. Then then you'll know. Something serious is going on. But Kevin Gossman was asked yesterday about the rivalry. I should say last night about the rivalry between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. Two really good teams that, um, you know, like
1: to kind of jab back and forth to each other. And, um, you know, there's definitely kind of a little bit of a dislike. And so that adds to the fuel. And, um, you know, we're trying to win the division. They, They won it last year. And so... You know, we're really trying to, obviously, uh, win baseball games. Yeah, I mean, we're in the AL East. I think any time you face any team in the AL East, it's, um, it's going to be a battle. And, uh, you know, when you face New York, it's always going to be, you know, uh, a challenge. And, um, you know, it's fun. though.
0: There you go. Well, it's fun there when goes. you're winning,
1: when you beat them. I mean, it's, yeah. he can say it's fun because he threw seven innings and he was dominant. But... Yeah, it's. It almost makes you want to have the extra six games against them this year. I'd, if you're, if you're a fan I mean, of the American League East, you're a fan, They just don't having that extra element of the coaches don't like each other. The players don't like each other. There's not a ton of buddy buddy like you ain't seeing a ton of hugging and mm, how's no, your day not. You're going. Right. You're just not seeing that. No, you don't that. see We're a lot of that. Field, you don't see that. No. Like it's. It's serious, put your head down, run around the bases, trying to have good at bats, pitch well, move some dude's feet. It's not like, you know, hey, my bad, ain't none of that now. That's, it's almost like you want the extra six
0: that, games. That is a, uh, that's a, a real good point. I mean, even when the Red Sox come in, Devers is, you know, they're Devers is buddies with a lot sure. of guys on yep. the team, but really you haven't seen a lot of that you in this series. No, you haven't seen a lot of that, uh, uh, you know, No, Aaron Judge is not that type of dude anyhow. Aaron Judge, is, uh, even before he was captain of the Yankees, Aaron Judge kind of sticks mm-hmm. with the Yankees players, right? I mean, he's not, they're, they're not a big team on, 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 um, uh, on, on getting together with the opposing team and, 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 and being social. They never have been. That's just that's, that's not the way the Yankees do business. Mm-hmm. But it is noticeable when you see them compared to other teams. Um, just there is that, there's a line there between these two teams that I don't think exists against any other team. It might have existed when the Baltimore Orioles had Buck Showalter and all those guys, but I don't really think it even exists there anymore. Um, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got Jason Stark joining us. I mean, Nobody's written more about sticky stuff in baseball than Jason Stark. He is the uh, sticky meister. Good one. It doesn't sound right. That's good the one. sultan of stick. I'll call him the sultan of stick. Nice. The guru of goo. Anyhow, Jason Stark will join us at 11 o'clock. And when we come back, John Paul Morosi of the MLB Network joins us as well. It's Blair and Barker, nothing sticky about us today. On Sportsnet 590, the fan at Sportsnet 3 Sticky.
3: Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: A reminder, the back leg line is open. It's always open. 24-7. The number is 416-413-3959. Leave your uh, questions, comments for Barker. Maybe your favorite sticky substance. I'm not going to let that go. I am actually going to let it go. Until Jason comes on. Well, we got Morosi joining us. We'll talk to him about stickiness. sticky stuff too. Huh? Uh, we got to talk to we got to talk to him about <laughs> we got to talk to him? stuff. We'll talk to about we'll, we'll, about talk, about to about, uh, about we'll talk to Morosi about talk to Morosi about stuff. Sticky stuff, stuff in general. Uh, Mr. Morosi, how you doing?
3: I'm doing great. I was actually uh, told from mark that that I was here to talk about the the inter a c milan semifinal from yesterday but, a, but apparently not right there there's something else happening in Toronto of greater yeah. import at the moment
0: no I only worry about major soccer leagues like the uh, the premier league and, and and uh i mean it's nice that it's nice that they're letting it's nice that they're it, it's it's nice that every now and then they they let some of the uh the uh, the smaller clubs uh have some success in international competition oh
3: then we'll get back to baseball. Okay. Three of the four oh, managers yes. in the semifinal are Italian. I am not surprised by this.
0: And, and, and Carlo Ancelotti, not only is he Italian, but he lives in Vancouver. He's married to a Canadian and they either own a restaurant. I think they own a restaurant in Vancouver. And he has said, he has said, he has told people that before he packs it in, he would not mind. Being the coach of the Canadian men's team, well, there you go. Fingers crossed. Hmm.
3: There you go. Did you know that, Marosi? I did not know that. I will uh, mark that down for my next visit to Yale Town and I will <laughs> I will stop at uh, Signore Ancelotti's spot. Of course, the only manager in the world to have won a championship in all five was, major yes. leagues. But with that, with that, let's get mm. on to the sticky stuff. Let's get well. Let, yeah, let's get
0: <laughs> on to well. Let's in, let's broaden it a bit to the cheating Yankees. They are yes. cheating
3: dogs, are they not? Oh, no, I, that's crazy. Well okay here's what i'll say i have i have much greater concern or issue with domingo Herman than i do with whatever transpired on monday regarding aaron judge i I think those are and i certainly would defer to kevin's on-field expertise but i have a, a much greater level of issue with with the sticky stuff being used to begin with when obviously there's been a, a reckoning around the sport about what is acceptable and what is not. Yep. And obviously the the lack of forethought on the part of Herman to put his team in that situation when they needed length out of him in that game. It, that was just a poor, poor decision. If, in, On the flip side, with respect to the Jays, Josh Snyder said... On the record yesterday before the game, and I'm paraphrasing here, we've got to be better about how we communicate our signals. And if mm-hmm. that happens out in the open and if you're not doing a good enough job of of cloaking your signals uh, for the other team to see, that's on you. And you've got to be better with that. That's So that, to me, is totally above board if you are doing a poor job of, of – sort of encoding your signals and and also not appropriately policing on some level or drawing the attention to where uh, base coaches are standing. Uh, then again, that's, that's an issue that the Jays had to handle. They did a better job of that, obviously, yesterday. And, and I'll make this point as I throw back to you guys on this. The Yankees, clearly, their base coaches were not within the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly on Monday. They were not within the box. Pete Walker drew that to the attention of the umpires yesterday. I work a lot of games from the the, mm-hmm. the camera wells in a lot of different ballparks, and I would tell you this: there are a lot of base coaches who are not standing in the box all the time I, I, that, that is they are exactly in front of me in every ballpark where I work and and that is it is the exception and not the rule. That the base coach is always in the box all the time. It's just that doesn't happen very often, and so I think it is. While the Yankees were obviously not complying with the with the base coach box rules, they are far from the only team that does that. Yeah,
0: listen, I, I think I, I think frankly the base the uh, base coach box rule thing that. That was a way of sort of alerting everybody to the fact that they think they think the Yankees well have got a, a, a ton of info on them. They think no they've got question. signs. they think they've got tells from some of their pitchers. Um, they got and, a lot. and it was I, yeah. I think more in a lot of it was, I think it was John Schneider, as you said, just basically saying, look, you know uh, we're the ones that have to control that. Major League Baseball is not going to call up Aaron Boone and say, tell your dudes to stop stealing signs, whatever it is sure. they're doing they you it's not going to happen. So, I think more than anything else what John Schneider was doing was alerting the Yankees to the fact that the Jays are now alert to it and and, right. and 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 we'll see we'll see where it goes from there. John, I I wanted to ask you this. The Jays uh are a luxury tax team or close to a luxury. I think they're at the luxury tax level. Mm-hmm. Uh yet when you look at this team standings are again they're not worth at, at this time of year. I don't necessarily think they're worth anything although given the fact that you've got fewer teams, with fewer games within the division, they might be. I'm beginning to think they might be worth more than I thought. Um, they've been really healthy for the most part. They haven't had the injuries the Rays have had, certainly haven't had the injuries the Yankees have. Yet I look at this team, uh, and we will await again to see the results of Vladdy Jr.'s MRI. He did hurt his knee while fielding uh, a Glaber Torres bunt attempt last night. It was obvious as soon as he went for the ball, he either... I mean, I thought it was either a foot or... A, Something like that, the way the way he grabbed his his leg. But having said all that, Alec Manoa can't get anybody out. His slider is completely ineffective. Um, the lineup isn't hitting home runs. Um, and and I guess what I'm getting at here is, you know, for a team that's spending this much money, I understand everybody's got issues. This team seems to have some pretty serious issues, and I haven't even touched on on some of the issues in the bullpen yet. And the reason I'm giving that long preface is we are, you know, we've got some teams that are flat out of it right now. Uh, I mean, they're completely out of the race. Uh, there's been a lot of early separation. Do you think we might see some significant trades made a little earlier this year? And, and should the Jays be, I mean, I don't pretend to know how they do this, 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 John, but should they be considering making a fairly significant ad here?
3: Well, it's a great point, Jeff, about where the standings are, and and to make the broad point to begin this, the Jays have the fourth best record right now in the American League. They'd be in the playoffs if the playoffs began today. And yet, to your point, it is an unfulfilling start. Mm-hmm. I would not describe it as a disastrous start or even that much of a disappointing start.
0: No, it's a good word, unfulfilling.
1: Yes.
3: Unfulfilling. Because... They, they are not as great of a team as they should be. They're a good team, but they have the capacity to be great, and they are unfulfilling in that regard is how I would look at it. They, you look at their division, too, and they are effectively tied with the Yankees despite the Yankees having, to your point, an extraordinary amount of injuries. They've misjudged. They've had half their pitching staff out, it seems. They've gotten zero, literally zero, from Carlos Rodon, who they signed to a large contract. And so when you add up all of these elements, you would think the Jays should be four or five games ahead of the Yankees, and they're not. Um, Do I think they'll make a major move at the deadline. They certainly could, and I would submit that the Jays, even more so than the Yankees, to be honest, are set up in a way that this is their window. Judge is the is the franchise player of the Yankees, and he's now signed to what amounts to a lifetime contract. As we know, that's not the case for Vlad or Bo. And, and so this team is in its window now. The, the, the Jays... Should be as much of a go-for-it-all team in Major League Baseball as there is, and so to that to that end, I do think you have to look at the minor leagues and consider who you would be comfortable parting with, um, and and how much and to your point, how much greater the payroll could even go. I, I this, this team they are built in such a way that when I saw them in in spring training, I said, okay. We'll see how Brandon Belt looks, and and if you want to make one more move at at that DH spot, and and maybe you add one more lefty bat that fits in somewhere, and then you perhaps add a little more swing and miss stuff in the bullpen. But this is not a team that, from where I'm looking at it, that that they can really count on or or move past someone like Manoa underperforming. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. if if your if your superstar pitcher doesn't perform and and berrios as well they sh this team is built they should have in those two guys two all stars and and if you're if your all stars your nominal all stars don't perform that way it's really tough unless unless either to your point jeff unless you're gonna take a huge swing with a massive trade or if, you, if you've got the Baltimore Orioles farm system where every time you call up somebody from AAA, they're a stud, those are your two ways of, of getting there. I, I, I'm just not sure that I see this team going as far as they should go in the postseason mm-hmm. without Manoa and Barrios performing in the, in the way that they should. And the final point I'll make is I send it back to you guys on this, Th- this, this attention to detail stuff. And Kevin, you know this. When you're, if you're giving signs away, and it's and it's a big series in May, and I realize big series in May might be a bit of an oxymoron, but this is a big series. And and if you're to use John Schneider's term, if you're not tight in terms of your signs and details against the Yankees at your own ballpark in May, yes, how are you going to get through October? And that this to me is is. Far more than the results. It's it's the issue of of not not being buttoned down every single thing, attention to detail, because guess what? If you're gonna face the Yankees or as we saw it even last year at the Seattle Mariners, let alone the Houston Astros, let alone the Atlanta Braves at some point in time down the line. There are advanced scouts out there looking at everything. There are rooms of, of video and analysts scrutinizing every single thing that you do that, that are part of an advanced meeting. And if you can't figure out how to, how to not get picked apart by sign stealing in, in May, I got worries about what you're going to be like in the month of October.
1: JP, speaking of worries, should fans be worried about George Springer? You know george got six extra base hits six on the season now if, if Vladdy has a step back here and misses some games Alejandro Kirk hasn't shown up for the season yet they're going to need George Springer do you think fans should be worried about him
3: I, I think that it's that it's a fair question um I I think concern is is a a good word to use about what you're going to be able to expect him to do yeah physically over, over the balance of the year. When they signed George, it was obviously to be a leader, to be a catalyst, to be able to hit whether it's first or third. He, he was signed to be a, a premier player. And I would put him in the same category as, as, as Alec and Jose, to, to where you need your marquee players to be marquee players. And, and when you consider the way that Chapman played in April – uh, and just what an amazing superstar month he had. And I think Bo has had certainly a, a strong start to the season as well. But if, if this news comes out that, that Vlad's going to miss some time or if he's going to be compromised a little bit, even if he is still on the field, that is maybe not himself, that he's playing somewhat less than 100%. There, this lineup is constructed in a manner that you would expect George to be able to to carry the offense for two to three weeks. That's the player that he was in Houston. That's the player they thought that they were going to get and bring into Toronto and we know everything he means to them on and off the field but but this this is the kind of time and the kind of assignment that has his name written all over it. Matt Chapman's not going to be able to bat four hundred all season long nope. you're You're in to need to to pass the baton at different times to where okay. It's your turn to carry the load. And it's not something where, as you know, Kevin and Jeff, it's not something where that's ever said in a clubhouse, but you kind of feel it. This is the time for player X to step forward and, and carry things for a while. And, and I really think that, George, it's, it's tough, I'm sure, to, to be that, that superstar leader if your numbers don't say superstar all the time. And, and I think this is a, a moment for him both on and off the field, to to take charge and to really assert that he is still an all-star and that this team has uh, enough talent to keep pace with the likes of Tampa Bay, and Baltimore. I mean, this, this division, guys, is so darn interesting because it's upside down of what it normally is in mm-hmm. terms of the, the Red Sox and Yankees being fifth and fourth, respectively. But, but this division is so much fun to watch. And, and, and I'll say this, too. While, you know, again, it's an unfulfilling start, as we said, for the, for the Jays, it's important to realize that, that the good part of all this is that by the time we get through September or even August – there's going to be no mystery as to who's for real and who's not. Because this division is so good that that if you are a mediocre team, a mediocre team in the AL Central wins the AL Central. Hmm. A mediocre team in the AL East is fifth. And and I think that there's going to be no secrets about how good everybody is by the time we get to the end of the the big 162.
0: John, really good of you to join us today. Thanks so much. Great insight as always, my friend. Thanks,
3: buddy. Really appreciate it. it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I need to get back to Toronto here at some point in time, real soon. So uh, look forward to catching you up. So. With well, work, Yeah, with
0: I was going to invite you back, uh, see if I get tickets to the uh, Stanley Cup Finals for you, but um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> these,
3: these are th- these markets are, as, as they would say, uh, a, a little bit new to the party. I think uh, we've uh, combined a combined two Stanley Cups from the final yeah. four.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be a warm weather Stanley Cup. We're all looking forward to it. Your best, buddy. Thanks for doing this, man. All the best, see guys. Ya. Thank you. Be well. Thanks. John Paul of the MLB Network. I was only kidding. I was only kidding about the the, the Italian teams in the oh, yeah. Champions League. I was. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought you were going to say the hockey. No, mm-hmm. I, I thought, I'm not kidding about that. i going to get him. I was going to. I was going to try to arrange tickets to see if, if if the lease went on. I mean, I already told Morosi I was saving him a spot in, on on uh, the parade in Young Street. He could bring his lawn chair. We could maybe bring one of those blow up pools and have our feet in the uh, plastic pool and have cocktails while. Uh, They watched the Leafs parade the cup down uh, Yonge Street or wherever the hell they're going to parade it. But uh, so much
1: best laid plans, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. cetera.
0: (laughs) You're on your own? It's the last day. It is it really? really? It's the last day. It's the last day I'll make a reference to it. 416-413-3959 is the back leg line. We will get to the back leg line in the uh, next hour. My guess is probably around 1130. And uh, we're going to talk sticky stuff with the man, the guru Who of goo, it, the sultan of stick, the guru of goo, the uh, ace of adhesive. Wow. Yeah, I'll just stop right there. Jason Stark joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and Sportsnet 3 Sticky.
3: Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Liu. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Audio and video being produced. Getting copy on the air. Nice. That's a peek behind the curtain. Now read it. This weekend, mark the unofficial start of summer with Blue Jays' May 2-4 weekend presented by, by, presented by Ryobi. Stop it, Parker. To celebrate, we will be giving away tickets to the game this Friday against the Show Baltimore Orioles in today's and tomorrow's episodes. To enter, listen for our code word in each episode. Then text the code word to 59590. Could not be easier. Mm. Today's code word is Chapman. Text Chapman to 59590 right now to enter for your chance to win. This won't be a weekend you want to miss. Also, that's what it says. Also, the first 15,000, I would say this is a weekend you won't want to miss. That's the way I would say it. But anyway, also, the first 15,000 entrants on Friday will be getting a Blue Jays mesh hat. And the first 15,000 entrants on Saturday will be getting a Blue Jays pickleball paddle. And as I said... An invitation for a doubles pickleball match against Kevin Barker and myself at a time to be determined. Not a chance. You don't speak for me when it comes to those kind of things. I'm intrigued by pickleball. I did some reading on it yesterday, by the way, so I finally have a better grasp of the rules.
1: What is the rules? It was what you guys the said. the ball I. back yeah. to whoever hit it to you. My. How hard is it? Hmm. Don't overthink it. That's the like the top five
0: worst reads you've ever done. Oh, sorry. It's just that I, it is like you can say it. This won't be a weekend you want to miss. This is this will be a weekend you don't want to miss. I mean, it just should. It is, and you do have to spell Chapman right. Yeah, you do have to you spell have Chapman to spell right. It right. If you don't know how to spell it, don't play. Like was Kiermaier? Who asked us about Kiermaier yesterday? About about oh uh, the guest Brian Brian Hoke from the That's from, from it. the Yankees I thought Kiermaier was I think Kiermaier was pretty easy to spell. Anyhow, there you go. Oh, I ca- I came up with so many nicknames for Jason Stark in the show, didn't I? I called it him did. the Guru of Goo, the Sultan of Stick, <laughs> the Raja of Rosin. I don't even know if that uh, – I don't know if that works. I came up – what was the other – oh, the Ace of Adhesive. There you go. That's that, my favorite. That's, I'm not, I'm not going to get any yes. further because uh, – then I get into uh, then I get into some dicey territory. Jason Stark of the Athletic joins us. There is no human being on the planet nope. who's written more about sticky stuff than Jason Stark. Um, and and of course we had. Oh, first of all, first of all, on the level of this might be the dumbest thing Absolutely. I've seen a baseball player Plus. do. Jason, one to ten, a dude who was warned two weeks ago or sorry, a month ago, and who was name-dropped essentially by Max Scherzer, is saying, how come you let that guy get away with it and you won't let me get away with it? Tries it again. And <laughs> stickier. With the same crew. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and gets caught. Doesn't like a good idea. On, on a scale of 1 to 10. That's, that's like 16. I mean, if I see, all kidding aside, if I'm Aaron Boone, I, I, I mean, I'm I'm ballistic.
2: Well, you think Aaron Boone had no idea this was going on? I, I would find it hard to believe that managers know nothing about what pitchers are doing to enhance their grip of the baseball. Yeah, I mean, but I'd be really shocked about that. So have this rod of whatever it is in the dugout, and the manager never noticed it. Yeah, but We're in game 42 or whatever it is.
0: Wouldn't you think? Jason, if you're the manager, you and you were paying attention. I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't you go take? Maybe not tonight with this guy. That's the first but he did base go umpire. Nine, of nine down. This guy in the mound. So, so do Just don't look. You as know, much. already. I mean, we 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 need to glue our third base coach into one spot. <laughs> we need sticky stuff to glue our third yeah. base coach. Probably not a good night to do this. Is what I'm saying. But do this against Cincinnati in another two weeks if you want.
2: Yeah, these two nights, these two games have been the most. Interesting games of the season, right? There's so much going on beyond the actual baseball. And um, all right, let me, since I'm, what am I again? The 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 Sultan of what now?
0: Sultan of stick. sticky. The Ace of Adhesive is what I prefer. The
2: Guru of Goo is good. Yeah, that
0: the was Guru of one. Goo is
1: good.
2: All right, since I'm the Guru of Goo, uh, and I actually broke the original story that said they were going to enhance their crackdown of this stuff way back in February uh let me tell you just on big picture background what's what this is about okay because I know it, it seems like this war on sticky stuff or whatever it is it might seem pretty random but it's a big deal inside the sport and you know what that is have you seen the strikeout rate? You know, I mentioned it in the big piece I wrote today. Right. It's, it's back up these days. It's close to the highest ever. Yes. And ask yourself, why is that, Jeff? It's be—it's not even just because pitchers throw harder than ever. They're now designing pitches that move in ways. Pitches never moved before, certainly the. Kevin Baxter never saw in his life. Mm -hmm. And what makes them do that? I I know there's some deliveries, uh, tweaks and all that, but what really makes them do that is grip and spin. And where does the grip and spin come from? There's a lot of evidence that would suggest it's from some sort of sticky substance that pitchers have been able to disguise better, or rub off before they're inspected. So um, umpires have been empowered this year to do exactly what that crew did last night. Uh, Pitchers should be aware of it. Certainly a guy who's already done with it should be ultra aware of it. And baseball likes this because every time that happens, it sends a signal that they very, uh, very happily want sent to every pitcher.
1: Jason, how about this? No more rosin bag. No more. Eliminate it.
2: it, it well, you know what they should do? I, I think Kevin Gossman made this point to me in spring training is like fix the baseball. There's no other sport where the baseball the ball itself changes every mm-hmm. time, right? And uh they're working on that. It, it it it's a long way from a finished project product. But if you want to have a rosin bag sitting there on the mound that baseball approves, there's only one one design of rosin bag, and it's that there in the mound for you to use. I think that's cool. I don't understand these rosin bags in the dugout that are obviously mixed with something beyond rosin. Uh, like how how is that permitted?
0: Well, and they have uh, our understanding is there's is, I mean there's people on location too. That that the uh, MLB officials on location, right?
2: Ah, uh, you know that. I don't know that they're monitoring that. They're okay. monitoring, uh, use of the video room and okay. game stuff like that.
0: So that's not okay. Well, that would that would that would explain why, because that was my thing with Scherzer, and, and Scherzer said the same thing, right? I mean, good grief, we've got we've got MLB officials, got MLB officials there, but but this going beyond that, you know, like James Hoy made himself available after the after the game, mm-hmm. and good for him. And yeah, you know absolutely. he said the instant I looked at his hand. It was extremely shiny and extremely sticky. And of course we saw there was something on the side of his palm. It's the stickiest hand I've ever felt. My fingers had a hard time coming off his palm. Now, I mean, you know, people are gonna kinda chuckle at all that. You know, there's a grown man talking about I can't get my fingers off the dude's palm. <laughs> but um but that does raise the question, kind of is any you know, it, like what what defines your fingers having a hard time coming off his palm. Is it okay to, for it to take point zero 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 three seconds? Like that's what I don't I uh, I don't understand. I don't know how you enforce that. I don't know if he can.
2: Well, I mean, you sound like Scott Boris, um, who made he, he went on that kind of rant after Scherzer, and yet all right, since the the original um, sticky stuff ban went into effect, which was what I think June of twenty one. Uh, that's a lot of games. You know, we're 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 at probably like nine thousand games since then. Mm-hmm. And think of all the fingers that these umpires have inspected since then. And I, you know, again, Jeff, they've been empowered to do this more aggressively now than in the past. Now, you know, I've talked to a lot of pitchers about this and hitters too. And what was going on last year was starting pitchers in particular knew which innings they would be inspected. They were being inspected after every even-numbered inning. And so we have data that shows there were spikes in spin rate the odd number innings. Um, So what was going on there? Plus, pitchers were only inspected coming off the field. Now you see relief pitchers getting inspected before they get to the mound. You see starting pitchers being inspected as they're coming off and then as they're going back on. So the, the pattern has varied, the, the, the time and timing has varied, and what they're looking for um, is exactly what that crew was looking for last night. They know what Rosin feels like. They know it when they feel it. That wasn't it. And especially when you have a guy who has been warned by this crew, um, that seems like it should be enough. It's all fueled by science, but the ejection is fueled by just what it feels like.
1: Jason, give me your definition of cheating when it comes to sign stealing.
2: Okay, what the Astros did was cheating. You know, uh, using technology to steal signs during a game and then banging on trash can lids or... Uh, screaming certain stuff uh, or whistling from the dugout, all that is illegal if it stems from technology being used in real time. Um, so I know this leads us to <laughs> Aaron Judge, Pete <laughs> Gate, the Yankees. Um, and it, it I, I think – if you read the wording of what Major League Baseball said about Aaron Judge, it tells you how they're walking this fine line now. Let me start by asking you this. Have you guys read Evan Drellick's great book on the Astros, Winning Fixes, Everything?
0: I have gone through it, yes. I have I have it, read parts of it.
2: It's amazing. And it spells out pretty clearly that whatever the Astros were doing back then, the Yankees were doing some version of it, mm-hmm. even before they were, right? Yep. And they, hey, Carlos Beltran came from the Yankees to the Astros. Right. Um, what they were doing, the Yankees, back then, may or may not have been illegal. It certainly was on the cusp of what was legal and illegal. Baseball could obviously couldn't prove it was illegal. But, you know, going back to the question that you asked me at the beginning here, Kevin, mm-hmm. because of the Astros and what happened there don't you think people have lost their perspective on what is illegal and what is a form of gamesmanship that teams have been doing for like 100 years you'd think so yeah 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 yeah. i I think you're right and nobody can do what the astros did now i I strongly advise people to read ken rosenthal's story in the athletic today i mean he he has the rule the new rules and makes it clear you can't do anything from a dugout. You can't yell. You can't signal. You can't whistle. You can't bang on trash can lids. That's out. But a coach can signal. And what makes it interesting is, all right, how different is pitch tipping now than when you played Kevin? It's different because you have video and algorithms that every team uses. And they now have sure-fire methods that catch every tip by every pitcher. And you see it All the time when a guy has, quote, a bad night. I'll give you an example. Kevin Gosman, dominant in almost every start, right? Mm -hmm. Except for the two starts where he gave up eight runs. So do we think, wow, he just didn't have it those games? Or was it possible he was facing the Astros in one game and Alex Cora's team in the other mm-hmm. game, and maybe they picked up something? You think that's a possibility?
0: Yeah,
1: that's a that's a great point. I do have a question. You talked about the line. Does the does the line have anything to do with, with where a coach stands on the field?
2: That became a thing last night. It did. Yeah, uh, you know, and um, the. The coaches are supposed to be in the coaches box. Um, Baseball has tolerated them moving for reasons of safety, Mm -hmm. you know, and so that's why this is hard. Because how can you? I mean, how can you prove that guy isn't moving because freaking Aaron Judge is up and he hits the ball Mm 118 miles an hour? Yep, it's a
0: great point. Yeah, no, it's uh, (laughs) you know, I I think. The root of all this is nobody likes to be showing up, yeah <laughs> and and, and mm-hmm. I think one of the things in baseball is if if you're doing something, try not to be blatant about it and, and you know and this gets back to I mean that camera shot of Judge Peeking it was purely accidental i mean the, the the plan was to show a split screen of Jay Jackson and Aaron Judge. That was yeah. the plan. Nobody had a tip of hey, you know what I've talked to the people in the telecast that 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 was what we were doing. We were showing a split screen, then all of a sudden judge's eyes go to the dugout (laughs) you know i who knows he may have been doing it all night but it just we didn't see it because the camera wasn't trained on i mean you know john schneider said i mean i'm not looking into the eyes of every who would uh uh, uh, of every hitter you know catchers do check glance up to make sure a guy isn't peeking peeking back at them um but yeah i think you know that that I mean, the issue is I think the Jays kind of feel – I mean, the Jays are kind of embarrassed by this. Let's be honest. They're kind of embarrassed by this because it, it, John Schneider uses words like – you know, with John Paul Marossi on. And he made the point. John Schneider spent a lot of spring training talking about attention to detail. We got to be tighter. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's kind of embarrassing for the Jays.
2: Well, it's embarrassing because it became such a topic and because that guy hits two balls 900 feet. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, <laughs> that, that hands you two losses. I, it does make you wonder all the stuff we don't see that the cameras don't catch. Oh yeah, um, you know, exactly that, what I was lot. thinking. <laughs> there's a lot, but when it does happen, uh, it is a wake up call. Um, be more careful. Yeah. And it well, look, here's the thing to remember: it's not just the Yankees doing this; it's every team, and it's not the Blue Jays being victimized by it. It's every team. But when it shows up in these kinds of moments yeah. uh with the cameras pointing uh yeah I agree it is embarrassing.
1: Jason whenever you whenever you find whenever you catch a player peeking anywhere, should you think differently about that player?
2: Wow, what a great question. Um we you know I think we've pretty much established that he wasn't doing anything illegal. Sure. Um how much did guys peak in your day, didn't they peek back at the catcher? Uh, you, try to well, you tried from.
1: to you tried to not make it obvious. I mean, obviously, you, <laughs> you know you know as soon as you step in the batter's box and you got a a catcher that's not very smart would move early, give away location. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Early in the count, I'll take that. I'll drive that ball to left center if I'm left-handed because you're giving away location. But yeah. times have changed, right? It was if you do it, you get caught. Expect to get thrown at the throat. Like you're you're going to get a ball in the throat, no matter what. I just I just wonder if we should think differently. If you get caught doing it, that's the thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, people obviously do think differently. Uh, just you know, just spend spend five minutes on social media, type in Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. <laughs> see what you come up with. Um, and you know, it it's human nature. Even if it wasn't illegal, we're in the post Astros world now. Like I read Evans book and it's it's so well done and so carefully worded. Um, he lost a lot of sleep trying to figure out how to word a lot of this stuff. But I'll admit, even me, I think differently about a lot of players whose names just got dropped even at passing in that book.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, and you know I, I'm sure you know this, I mean, as well as anybody. There, there are there are people in the game who, uh, there are people in the game who aren't talking to certain people anymore because of that book. Uh, yeah, there are people who are convinced they've lost their jobs because not because of that book. I'm sorry, but there are people who are convinced they've lost their jobs because of what the Astros did. Like there are people with an economic, a, 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 an economic issue with the thing, and and, and and I think you're right. I think sometimes we don't realize that that, uh, you know, there were, for a lot of players and coaches and that, there were tangible, you know, there were tangible guys who've lost their jobs to guys who were coaching in that staff or other things. I mean, they're, you know, they kind of feel like they've taken a tangible economic hit for this.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think ripple effect is the right terminology for what's happened in the game because of that. Tidal wave is more like it yeah. in every way, just the way you just described
0: uh, we should mention, by the way, speaking of the athletic, that uh, Ken Rosenthal has a uh, has a piece up, uh, some reporting done on, and, and Jay Jackson saying that he was told that he was he was tipping pitches that well, obviously uh, the slider grip. But as my friend Mr. Barker pointed out, it was the seventh consecutive slider the he sixth threw, one, the, the sixth, sixth consecutive one. slider he threw. So sure. he may have been tipping pitches, but I think he was tipping intention more than more than anything, mm. uh, more than anything else there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know uh i i I want to move on your article today about taking a look at the quarter point of the season sort of a little bit around the quarter point of the season at the impact of the new rules on the game uh what's your top line your top line view of the uh uh, of the new rules so far and their impact on
2: the game well i mean this is a story i actually started working on last september when it dawned on me that there was never anybody on base i mean it was the second lowest rate of base runners in the last 115 years. Um, But we saved it for this year to see what happened because the rules changed. And I hear every day from people who tell me they hate the rules. They hate these rules. They thought baseball was great before. Why do they have to fix it? Uh, I think I proved in this story baseball wasn't as great as they remember it Mm -hmm. because what we were watching were the longest games ever featuring the least action in most people's lifetimes. And now that's changed. We have the most action in over a decade and the least dead time in a really long time. So you've got a much better, much more action filled, much more entertaining sport because of it. I mean, we're looking at, if this continues, 1,500 more runs this year, a thousand more stolen bases this year, most hits in over a decade. Um, Left-handed hitters batting 70 points higher when they pull a hard-hit ground ball that's 95 or or harder. Um, This is huge progress. Look, they need to somehow control the strikeout rate, which undoes a lot of this. But how can you look at what we've seen and not think the game is better because they changed the rules?
0: Yeah, it's uh, I mean, listen, I, last night's game was 3 hours and 2 minutes and it felt like 15 hours based on what we've been seeing. I agree. This year. I mean, it, it truly it, it truly did. And the other thing I've noticed, I mean, I I've I've spent a couple of nights in the in, in the in the Jays broadcast booth behind home plate. And Jason, I've also noticed there is I mean, rules are being enforced, but there seems to be there seems to be a lot more back and forth now between umpires and catchers and umpires and players just about Stuff getting my equipment on, and and you know I I, I noticed I, things. I noticed last night yeah. uh, Jose Trevino checking with uh, the home plate umpire after an at bat and and pointing to his pad. You know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. was there was it seems like there's communication now going on, and that people are sort of aware the rule's going to be called, and now that we know the rule's going to be called, okay, now we can kind of become more human about it. At least that's what I'm starting to notice.
2: It, yeah, I've been watching for that myself because. <laughs> uh, like, what's the best sense? Common sense. Okay? Is that the yeah. best kind of sense? Mm-hmm, yes. And there, we we went through a a, a period for quite a, quite a few weeks. We're still in it to some degree. Where this is an AJ Hinch observation, where everybody was getting pulled over for going fifty six miles an hour yeah. where the speed limit was fifty five. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, because they wanted to get everyone's attention and now i do think you're seeing a little more flexibility there was a there was one in uh the orioles angels game the other night when shohei was he was on deck two outs of the ninth Trout was up uh if he comes up again he gets another shot to hit for the cycle and the 3-1 or 3-2 pitch or whatever it was with trout like all of a sudden uh Adley Rushman's standing up, uh, the pitcher doesn't know whether to step off, uh, Trout's jumping out of the way, they're all talking, Like three, mm-hmm. the catcher, the hitter, and the umpire are talking, and finally, Trout basically said, I don't know what happened there, but just say I called timeout, because he, I don't think he wanted to walk in that situation, because the pitcher and the catcher got fouled up, and the pitcher's not allowed to step off and everybody just kind of agreed we're going to handle this and we're not going to call ball four based on some ticky tack technicality i wish there was more of that because i'm still terrified of a moment like that happening in october Mm -hmm. and that isn't what happens
0: yeah no it it is it is a great it is a great observation i i just uh um, I mean, that is, and that's everybody's concern, right? You don't want game seven ended in a uh, in a violation. <laughs> you really won't. That would be the yeah, worst Yeah, but thing. even
2: if it isn't ended on a violation. Like the Kenley Jansen blown save on uh-huh. Saturday. Yes. Did you guys see that? I mean, there were, it was a three-ball walk. Yes. <laughs> you know, in the middle of a blown save. We never saw that before in baseball history. And nobody even knew what that count was. <laughs> like, we can't have this in the World Series, please.
0: Uh, the podcast that you and Doug Glanville, uh do, the Starkville podcast, you guys uh, spend a lot of time talking about the Baltimore Orioles, and uh, we will see the Orioles uh, once the Yankees are uh, are gone. Um, you know, I've I've already decided. We I think we've had this conversation on the air, Jason. The the Orioles are for real. They're they're not going away. Um, yeah, you know, we talk about the Rays being a template. We've talked about sort of the Astros being a template for the way you want to get things done. Um you know i, I other teams i 'm sure there are other teams that 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 you know that that people will hold out as templates for doing things but i 'm almost getting the sense that the orioles the orioles might be the team that other teams start really looking at right now because they've i mean yeah it 's great to have those draft picks it 's great to put that farm system together but man that bullpen that bullpen is that 's a work of art like that is sheer genius how they 've cobbled that bullpen together
2: it, oh like any air. No guy. What do you see? He's given up four hits and no walks the whole season. (laughs) And last year the league had an OPS against him of nine fifty six. Okay, this is what they do. They they do this every year with one, two, three guys in that pen, and that so that's definitely part of their template. Um, That's a that's a really it's a really good question, Jeff, because. You know, if you look at that team, I said this on our podcast. They're ahead of schedule. I, don't, I didn't expect this team this year to have the second best record in the whole sport right now, which they do. Um, if you stack up their talent, they're not better than the Blue Jays. Their rotation certainly isn't better. Their lineup isn't better. I just, you know, I have some flaws that I think will show up at some point. But we were talking about the rules, right? Mm -hmm. Look around. Look at how young athletic teams like the Orioles are all of a sudden winning this season. I think that's a related development, don't you? So maybe Mm -hmm. that's the template. Mm
0: -hmm. Jason, really good of you to join us, man. Terrific stuff. stuff. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Always enjoy it, man. Thanks. Take care. Jason Stark of The Athletic, the Starkville podcast also when you must listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I would strongly urge it with the Orioles coming in town. Uh, I haven't looked forward to the Orioles coming to town since the days of my guy, Buck Showalter. I, I haven't been as ginned up about it. Um, nice to see Buck. Uh, it's
1: more competition at the trade deadline, too, yeah. for the Jays. That, nice that's, that's exactly to see Buck,
0: what it is. Nice to see Buck enjoying life as a oh, Mets manager so? too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a terrific, uh, that's a terrific insight from Jason on the, uh, you know, your, your question, it was Jason was talking, I was making some notes. Your question about, do you think differently about a player or a person because of that? And I said, you asked me about that last night. I went, no, come on. I mean, okay. Aaron Judge before, is gonna,
1: before you start but, going on, if it was me and not Aaron Judge who walks on water, if it was me, would you think differently of me? Would you like me anymore? If you did like me, let me ask would you, you not this. like me today? Let me ask That's you this. That's the thing you got to ask
0: yourself. I, I, and I know there are people out there who probably, I don't want this to sound like an old school thing, but I- but I seriously mean this. If it was you and it was Garrett Cole on the mound, oh, I'd wear it. it no, but let me finish. I wouldn't think anything less of you. Uh, if it was you and, uh, le- let me say, if it was you and, I don't know, uh, Ryan Weber on the mound, I uh, wouldn't think anything less of it. If it's Aaron Judge against Jay Jackson, much as the same thing with A-Rod running by Howie Clark and yelling, hey, or I got it and, I, I just, I just have this thing. If you are up here, which is where Aaron Judge is, and you got thirty-three-year-old Jay Jackson, and and again, it's not Aaron Judge's fault that Jay Jackson. It's it's nobody's fault that Jay Jackson's had the career. He's he had a career. He's sure. had a career. There are a crap Been ton of people that haven't had that career, and yeah. he's in the big leagues. My point is, it's still Jay Jackson. I don't <laughs> like the fact that. I guess it's more I don't like the fact that it happened. I don't know Jay Jackson, but I don't like the fact that it happened to Jay Jackson. I don't like the fact that the only time Jay yeah. Jackson is going to be interviewed this year because is of because of this. Yeah, that stinks. I, I, I'm sorry. That's well said. I do, and I,
1: I can't blame why anybody. Why would
0: you waste your bullet on that guy?
1: I, I, sort of kind yeah, of thing. But, but
0: I can't. I can't blame anybody. I mean, yeah. I can't blame jo- Jay Jackson. I don't even know if I can blame Aaron Judge or the person he was looking at or the third base coach. But man, I just think it sucks. Like the, I, this is, you know, the, this is basically the 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 only time this year Jay Jackson's going to have attention on him, and, I mean, I don't know, I it's, it's complicated because I know I shouldn't feel that way. I've never, I've, I've said hi to Jay Jackson. I've never sure. interviewed Jay Jackson. I, I just that kind of that kind of sticks for him. That kind of sticks in my craw a bit. It does. You know. Um, I don't know if I think less of Aaron Judge. I, you know, I don't think that, well, the home run record's tainted. I I, I don't think that. But, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I kind of think a little less of him. Mm, it's fair. And that may be, and I don't know, you know, the end of the year, I probably I mean, maybe it's not, I, I mean, it goes away. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and. Because you look at Aaron Judge, you watch him in the game, you watch how good he is with fans, always giving the ball oh, away at the question. last out, you know, and he always shakes hands yeah, with but the that's kids. Not running. The question? That's not. No, the but but I'm saying it, it's, and maybe that's part. Of, maybe that's part of it too. Like I kind of feel that in some ways Aaron Judge probably really understands the game. He's the captain of the Yankees. I know I'm getting really old. Yeah, I just not Ma- a good look. Make you think? Not a good look. though. is the back leg line. We will get to the back leg line when we come back. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 The Fans, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast.
3: Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: We're going to get to the back leg lane. Parker, you kind of you, you made a point off air that I like. I don't think you mind if I bring it up on but air. I might. What is it? Yeah, I won't. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no I don't kidding. trust you. No. What what? Do you what? You've known me for all me. these years, That's and why. you don't trust me.
1: I, you're, well, How many you know times that. in the
0: last hour no. have I thrown you under yeah, the I, bus?
1: Well, we've no, been th- talking about something you want to talk I,
0: about. Well, yeah, I kind of wondered. You brought this up. Um, and, and, you know, your question to Jason again about the sort of, do you think differently of a guy? And I kind of, I was talking about the whole, why do you do it to Jay Jackson and all that? But here's the other thing I wonder. Okay. We now, you know, every, people are saying the Yankees are really good at this. Obviously. And it does make me wonder, I'm not going to call into question and judge's record or anything like Absolutely that not. silliness. Um, but I do wonder how often last year the Yankees were doing stuff like that down the stretch. I'm not saying this cheating, but I wonder last year how how much they were doing it down the stretch. I wonder, does Aaron Judge, you know, I I pointed this out. Aaron Judge, the Jays have owned Aaron Judge since May, last May. He's had one home run. Now it was a pretty historic home run, but he's hit hit one home run. They shut him down. He was hitting 176 against the Jays. In, in 14, 14 or 16 games before going off yeah. in that game. And I do wonder does, does Aaron judge when he's scuffling? Yeah. Is uh, this a thing? I, I mean, I would just, you, you've got to ask yourself I, I, again, does that make me think differently of him? No, but
1: I, I mean, good for him that they can actually do it and good for him again. Good for him, to, they get to away say, with it. They're, say, they're great doing it. To say what he did by the way his eyes move and where the ball ended up is that's freaking. the other thing. That's like the other that thing. Yeah. Is, just physically that, the that act of looking there.
0: all it is like and focusing and hitting a hitting a ball that, regardless of I mean, who's it was pitch, it was
1: not a good pitch. but, no, but beside the point. But that, it wasn't going thirty-one miles is, an hour. That is unbelievable. So if you can, yeah. And it's legal. Go for it. And like, yeah. good, good for, they're, they're obviously really good at it. Like, they, they and he's really good at it, too.
0: So. Uh, 416-413-3959 is the back leg line.
1: Andrew in Omaha, Nebraska. Awesome. Andrew. Cornhusker country.
3: Table, with one exception of a loss to the Mariners, every series has been a sweep in one direction or another. So, my question for Kevin, can you draw anything from that? Um, it seems like maybe too much emphasis is put on some kind of
1: mystery variable or something that either works really well or just hamstrings the Jays
3: entirely. Thanks so much. I love your show.
1: That's a great question. That's a wonderful yeah. question. You know what? I, th- I think when he was asking the question, I was thinking about how to answer it. I think that's a collection of your entire game as a baseball team. Like, like against the Red Sox. What was it? It was accumulation of a bunch of things. It was bad starting pitching. The defense wasn't great time of hitting was nowhere to be found. Other times they've gotten beat. It was one part of their game didn't show up like the, yeah. the last two games. It's getting the big hit. It's the, it's the big time player on your team not doing something. The pitching's been, other than Manoa, it's been good enough to give you a chance yeah. most of the time to, a- to win baseball games. I just think it's a bunch of different kinds of things. And when you play good teams – All parts of your game have to be sound. And
0: when it's not, you get beat. So, See, I wonder... I think it's about... That's a great question, though. It is a great question. It is. I wonder how many of those... I guess I could find... I wonder how many of those sweeps Alec Manoa was part of, either way. Because here's where I'm going with, uh, where I think. And and I haven't done this research, so I mean, it's entirely... But I would imagine that... This is really going to be Captain Obvious. I would imagine... The sweeps have come where they've gotten really good starting pitching because the bullpen is lined up. We talked about the Braves. You made sure. a perfect point about the Braves. Not only did Chris Bassett show you exactly how to attack that team. Yeah, sinkers. Not only did he do that. Sinkers. He gave your bullpen a rest. No question. After an off day. And you could line them so up the way every, you wanted to uh, line them up. Boy, you could line. Exactly. You mm-hmm. could. You've. You're set for the rest so of that. So it's almost series. like
1: you got weaknesses in some big time spots where you need to correct them. And if you don't have it lined up, that's your point, right? Which is a tremendous I a, point. I think a
0: lot of it is luck, frankly, too. A lot oh, of it is just the just the way it falls. Yeah, because so your starter is, has to be great to yeah. sort of hide your woes. Yeah. And and yeah. I, I mean, that's I think I think ninety nine point nine percent of any of that stuff comes back to the pitching. But it I does. I think that's probably. Uh, and maybe that's because that the Brave series is so fresh in my mind, but you couldn't line, you could not line that up no. any better for John Schneider and, and people. I mean you just couldn't and it's almost like in that Seattle series where you had to abuse the three main guys yes. that
1: you have. Yes. That
0: you couldn't use them
1: yes. after that. Yes. And where everybody was wondering, Well, where yes. they where are they at? And you, you couldn't and do it. And then you know what?
0: And then and you and roll you to, into Boston after and that. And then you had to use people you didn't want to use. And, and then didn't you have did you have an off day before Pittsburgh? I think you did, right? Yeah, I think so. And you got an off day before Pittsburgh. So, yeah, I, I wonder. It's it, a great point. It is you. a fascinating point. It is, yeah, it, yeah. And the, the whole it'd be great to do a study on what it, trying to find if there is a common denominator between teams that sweep series because it is true. It mm-hmm. you know it's one of the old baseball things that is true. It's damn hard to it, sweep to, to sweep it, either it, or it, be swept. It, it is amazing
1: how your pitching has
0: to be really good to do it. Yes, it is. Huh? Yeah, second caller. John in Mississauga. John.
3: Kevin, we've got to talk about Blair, hit, uh, the hitting coach for the Jays. It's just too crazy for me to watch these players get into 1-0, and 2-0, 2-1 counts, and they seem to be afraid to take a pitch for strike two. Uh, like last night, okay, today, this is the second game of the Yankee series, Guerrero's 2-0. and and he's swinging at a pitch six inches inside off the plate. Why? At two and zero, oh, you are looking for your best pitch, and nothing else. And even if you let something close go, the ump might call it a ball. And this situational thing, the Jays are terrible at it. I don't know how about the rest of uh, the rest of the teams in Major League Baseball, but I really notice it with Toronto. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this kind of thing?
1: Uh, well, John's been listening to the show after the game, Jeff. Because that's, if you remember correctly, yep. that's the first thing out of my mouth was yep. big key. I think it's the fourth inning. Yep, T- two and zero, oh, a couple of guys on. Vlady hasn't hit a home run at home. You know, you're aggressive. What's the key? You have the the pitching coach run out and say, "Hey, stay hard. Try and let him see if he get himself out." Right? He's trying to be aggressive. His little kryptonite is in off the plate. Plate awareness. Look, I you know, as much as I'd love to blame this on hitting coaches, it's as. <laughs> And I hate to bring this back around to me because I don't like doing that. This is more about the guys that are hitting today than it was about me. But its I don't remember a time that I struggled that I pointed the finger at the hitting coach. Have you ever remembered a time where you walked up as a news reporter? Some, when you were trying to write an article on somebody and it was they were going bad, a hitter. And the first thing out of their mouth was they pointed the finger at the hitting coach. I... you ever remember a time that they did that? Maybe at the no. end of the season, you know, a collection of a bunch of people just didn't like the message, right. the way it was being presented. But in the heat of the moment. I don't remember anybody. I just don't ever remember. I, I, and I was in the minor leagues a lot. And, I, you know, you sort of are married to whoever you got. Yeah. It wasn't you had
0: eight hitting coaches like you got now. It's fine. I'll tell you. I mean. Uh, I just don't remember that, Jeff. No, I'll tell you the, the... Funny story, I remember a player blaming a coach um, was, uh, it was a, an Expos game late, late in the season. Jeff Vissero, and of course at National League, so pitchers hit. Jeff Facero was on second base, and Jerry Manuel was the Expos third base coach. He was a really good third base coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sent Jeff Vissero home uh, from second base with two out. And that was a good send. And Jeff Facera, he should have scored. Mm -hmm. But he didn't. He was out. And he had to come out and pitch. Next inning, he just explodes. Like, he's gone. He can't get anybody out. And after the game, he looked us in the eye and said, things would have been different if I hadn't been sent home from second base. Wow. The only time – and he's probably right. He was gassed when he went out. He was probably right. But it's the only time I've ever – and, and I can remember doing the interview, and Michael Farber was the columnist at the Gazette. I, I just kind of looked at each other, yeah. and I was like, "Did the pitcher just blame the third base coach because because they lost a game?" Sure. And and I'm also going to say this about uh, Vladdy is. Vlad should know himself by now. Like, I understand so. Vladdy, so. everybody's developing. I understand. Every, you know, everybody, I mean, if you're not learning, you're going backwards and all that and da-da-da, et cetera, et cetera. Vladdy should be at the point where he can figure this stuff well, out by it does by seem now. like he's going he through something. Because we day. did
1: see him on the field early with Kirky yes. taking some soft toss. So you can and tell I hope time, he was talking and I wasn't and listening. It.
0: I Kirk. think he
1: was doing a little, I think it looked to me like he was doing a little both. Which is what you do in one of those. I know, you, I know. You have you have conversation back and forth, and and it's always good to see it with a with a player, right? You want to yeah. what's the player seeing, and you know Kirky and and Vladdy seem to know each other. I I just think counts at this level, this time of the year, are the most important thing. I I I think I can remember a couple of days ago you were asking me after the game about a a hit I think that Vladdy got, and I told you that I'd looked up. The difference between Vladdy's average in a one, what was it? I think a one two count or a two one count. Mm -hmm. So the difference between his one one pitch, or it might have been, it might have been one oh, one one, whatever it was. It was a count where the difference was like 500 points higher if he gets to a 2-1 count than a 1-2 count. And to John's point was, if you don't swing at the 2-0 pitch and it's 3-0 instead of 2-1, right, there's a giant difference, right? Now all of a sudden that pitcher is married to, he's got to think, like, smaller. It's got to be in the strike zone for me to carry on to the next count, which gives you an educated guess that it's going to be in the middle middle of the plate where my mechanics can be a little... Split second quicker, I can be in an athletic position a little bit longer to where I can use my hands and get the barrel to a baseball better, which allows my talent to take over, and maybe the ball goes out of the ballpark so it's a great question john i just i i it's just very hard for me to come on here with what I've been through, who I've talked to the the hitting coaches that I've had. blame it on a coach, yeah. you're the one standing in the box and it does it
0: does also bear mentioning that just because somebody was a great player, it doesn't make them a bad hitting or a good hitting coach. Yeah. Just because somebody was an awful player doesn't make them yeah. a bad Rod Carew hitting coach for me, either. Rod Carew. I yeah. had
1: him in Milwaukee and, you know, I don't think I can, I'd be okay to say that he's the worst hitting coach I ever had. Now, now if you talk to any, you talk to a lot of other people. They say, "Wow, he's great." Who's the best? He didn't. Who was the best? Oh well, Jeff Jenkins, and he wasn't a hitting. He wasn't a hitting coach. He was a teammate. He was similar to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I was wanting to do a leg kick at the time. I was just trying to do things that he was doing, and he was. I sat on the plane with it. Jeremy Burnett. You could throw in there too, sort of similar wanting to get to the big finish, right? Those two guys were sort of who you threw things off of that were living it. It's mm-hmm. so what, you know, sort of the, the hitting coach is there to walk you off a plank like George Springer. Occasionally you just need a thousand swings in a cage and you need somebody to soft toss it. It's so what a hitting coach is there for So, I, I mean, maybe that's the wrong way to speak of a hitting coach. But with me and what I went through and what I experienced, I think it's more about you, the counts that you put yourself into that will allow, allow your mechanics to end up where you want them to end up. If Vladdy didn't chase the, which John said, the 2 sinker that was 97, 6 inches in off the plate, now you're in a serious hitter's count where you could force him on the plate to do damage. That's his job, right? I'm up there to do damage. I'm not up there to hit a 17 hopper through the middle of the field for an RBI single. I don't want that. So hope that answered the question, John, but it was a great, great question.
0: Great question. It was great answer. Dennis in Burlington,
1: Dennis. Yeah. No complaints about Jeff today. He's doing okay. Mm -hmm. Kevin, I have a question regarding catchers calling the game, uh, calling the signals, the pitch signals to the, to the pitcher. Uh, Watching ball games, I see a lot of catchers looking into the dugout before they give the pitcher the sign. Are they really calling the game or is someone in the dugout uh, giving them the signals to put down? Uh, anyway, always were, were, uh, wondered about that. You guys are doing great. Love your enthusiasm. Take care. We appreciate that. Thank I l- you. Look, here's what I think. For the most part, the two guys that the Blue Jays have call the their own game. Like they do enough homework and off the got field, the,
0: and they've also got the wristbands, which
1: will give that. you some help with right. win counts and tendencies and all those kind of things. I think when you see a catcher peeking into the into the dugout, is when there's traffic. What do I do? What do I put on? Do I throw through? Do I want that? I mean, they even have signs for a guy to hold a baseball, right, to, to force a, a pitcher or a batter or a runner to call timeout, right? So there's a lot of things going on, but I think it has to do a lot of the times, most of the time, with traffic. Now, unless you're facing a guy that you have a certain game plan against and it just seems like for whatever reason that day that game plan's not working and now you will have to adjust – and either the pitching coach or the manager or the bench coach wants to throw his two cents in and will sort of, you know, go away from what your plan was to begin with. So there's a lot of reasons, but for the most part, I think, which this is a really good question, it's a fair question because you've been paying attention, is I think they have the reins to call whatever they want to call. And the reason why I say that is Nate Pearson threw a a 3-2 slider with Kirky behind the plate with Aaron Judge on the on-deck circle. You, you, down, da- down, down five runs. You better hope I that find there it isn't, hard, a, there I find better it hard to believe that John Snyder or Donnie baseball or Pete Walker would say, Hey, you know what? Because you throw a hundred, I'd rather you throw a slider.
0: You know, sometimes, and, and also it's different now when, when, uh, when Darren Fletcher was catching for the Expos, Joe Kerrigan was the pitching coach. And Joe used to do a th- have a thing, and this is of course this is way before they had all the, had all the electronics, all the technology they have now. But if it was a hitter, and and Darren was a little uncertain about whether it was he had a he had a high swing rate in this count, he would look to the sure. dugout and Kerrigan would go would just quickly flip a thumbs up, which would mean okay, he's probably going to swing in this, and then you process that and you use that into calling the game. Mm-hmm. I. I you know, I, stuff like that, I think you've you, I mean, you probably got that in that little thing that little. No thing question. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is. And, you, and you know, it's not – I mean, you watch the Astros. Martin Maldonado is considered to be the best all-around defensive catcher in the game. He looks into the dugout a lot. He does. He does. You know, maybe it's just – I don't know, in case He's there's some – Trying to life. confuse the Yankees. <laughs> well. <laughs> that may have something to do with it, too, now that we know what we know. It could be sure, but it, it, it is an interesting point. And and because and I've mentioned this just because of the 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 degree to which analytics are part of the game now, I, I don't think I don't think there's a clear the, the division of labor isn't as clear cut anymore because I think more people have a hand in more things, mm-hmm. and as a result, it's a little harder to say, well, this guy screwed up with this pitch call or. I mean, you just don't know how many cooks oh, there were in the, the kitchen. At. You right. know I Bo Bichette makes an error. We can blame Bo Bichette. Yeah. Uh, bad pitchers throwing, you know, what do you hear? Well, pitcher's a guy with a ball. If he doesn't like it, he doesn't mm-hmm. have to throw it. You know, the catcher's got all the information. I mean, he should be making the right call. They're... So uh, that's part of the deal with analytics. It's, when it makes it hard to find someone keys. to blame. Yeah, when in doubt, blame the Khakis. That's always, that's always a good thing. Or find a coach you don't like and blame Absolutely. him. Absolutely, one too. That's it for us. We'll be doing Blue Jays talk tonight after the Jays-Yankees game. We'll be back tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on 593.60. Have a great day.